Psalms 103 is my main text. I'm not sure if I'm going to finish this message from what happened this morning. But I see you people have brought the chiyas. And I can almost hear the people on television and on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, all of them saying, and on our website going, hallelujah, shumayel amfundis. Yeah, if you don't say amen, they will say amen, and I can hear them. And the people in the branches. Psalms 103, verse 1 to verse 5. I want to greet you all in Jesus' name. Psalms 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Underline that or mark that, or I don't know what device you are using, but make a note of that so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Isaiah chapter 40. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, he increases strength. Note, even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall faint and be weary. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Underline that. Renew strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. Underline that. That's important. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The title of my message today, based on those two passages, and particularly the places where we have highlighted, I want to talk about your youth renewed. Your youth renewed. I'm doing this in celebration of the youth month. And I believe this will help us to reflect on the subject of youthfulness. You see, the Bible encourages us to retain our youthfulness. It doesn't say we will not get old physically. But the Bible focuses not only on the physical but on the spiritual, even on the soulish. That though you may be young, you may be old in your body, grown up and matured in your physical body, you can have a youthful demeanor about you. The Bible says, even though our outward man is perishing, 
Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See, your inward man is becoming younger and younger by day if you look after your inward man. And so the Bible does show us that though we may age outwardly, though we may get old outwardly, but there's something on the inside where we can retain a youthful attitude. But it further even shows us that the spirit of a man sustains his body. And that is why when you have a youthful attitude about you, even though you may be old physically, it reflects on your body. That you look younger, you behave younger. I've met young people who are young on the outside, but old on the inside. Their attitude is old. Their demeanor is a demeanor of an old person. They are tired. Bakarele. But I've met elderly people who, though they are elderly, there's something about them that exudes life vibrancy. There's something youthful about them. There's something about them that is refreshing. But there's something about some young people that is very stale and old. Look at the person next to you and say, I hope I will be I hope I swear now. And so, in verse 5 of Psalm 105, 103, David says, God not only satisfies my mouth with good things, but my youth is renewed like the eagles. And then Isaiah 40 says, you, those who wait on the Lord, verse 31, he will renew your strength. That's renewal. And you will mount up with wings like eagles. And you will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. The reference here to your being renewed like the eagles and you mounting up like an eagle is talking about a renewal process. This process of renewal that birds go through is called molting, not melting. Molting. Tell your neighbor, don't melt. You must molt. And the word molting is spelled M-O-U-L-T-I-N-G, molting. Molting is the process of shedding and regrowing feathers. During a molt, old feathers naturally fall out and new ones grow in to take their place. See, birds naturally lose their feathers and they regrow them in the process. Eagles go through this molt, we are told, roughly once a year throughout their lives. So they mold, so they go through this process of renewal once in a year. Why? So that they can be able to mount up, they can be able to soar, they can be able to do what eagles do. Because an eagle is a very unusual kind of bird. Some bird species, we are told, do lose most of their feathers at one time and they are forced to hide until they grow back. But not eagles, which are called raptors. The flight, which is the wing and the tail feathers of the eagle, drop out one by one, and they are replaced one by one, not all at once, so that the animal can continue to fly and can continue catching prey. So God wants you to continually be renewed so that you continually are able to do what you are called to do. So this process with birds called molting, that an eagle, as we know, doesn't lose all its feathers. So the molting of an eagle, it's a gradual process. 
It's a process of continual renewing of the feathers. But it also requires the eagle to fly to the mountaintop and sit on its nest. And I'm going to talk about that nest next week. How you as an eagle sit on your nest. And what you do when you're sitting on your nest so that you can renew. Can I hear a good amen in the house? So the poet in Psalms 103 uses this simile. Says my youth is renewed like the eagles. Isaiah then says, as a result of my youth being renewed like an eagle, my strength is renewed and I'm able to mount up and soar and go to the heights of all heights just like an eagle. I'm able to soar like an eagle. I'm able to run and not get weary. I'm able to walk and not faint. So this analogy, therefore, of renewal, of youthfulness, it's important to us. Because it means God wants us to embrace this attitude of renewal and newness and youthfulness. God wants us to be youthful in our demeanor. So the question therefore is, what are the attributes of youthfulness that need to characterize our lives? If God says we need to be youthful, what is it about being youthful or being young that we need to embrace? We need to ask ourselves that question. And this happens as God renews our youth. First of all, let's define what it means to be youthful. All right? There are several definitions, about six of them. I've taken only the third and the fourth definition from the dictionary.com and from the Webster's Dictionary. All right? Youthfulness means, number three, marked by or possessing youth. You are marked by being youth. You, you possess youth. You exude youthfulness. Something fresh and new about you. Definition number four, youthfulness means having the vitality of freshness of youth. Having the vitality of freshness of youth. So what are the characteristics of youth or youthfulness. Number one, there's a few of them. We're going to cover many of them as far as we can go. Number one, strength. Strength. You know, when you are young, you're at the peak of your life. You're at the peak of your strength. I mean, if you look at people who are in sports, for instance, they get to the peak of their careers, oftentimes in their 20s, their 30s, sometimes in their 40s. But you know, in the sporting world, once you are 30, they say you are old. Oh, you don't want to say amen. Does it mean many of us have been disqualified already in this room here? But you know, the sporting career is a very short career. But to be an, 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 a sportswoman and a sportsman par excellence, you have to train hard and you have to really use your skill and use your strength. I'm amazed. I, I love sports so much. You know, I wish I could have played sports professionally. I didn't. The way I love sports, but I've participated in sports quite a lot, you know. But I love sports because there's something about being involved in sports that challenges you in a holistic way. But when you look at these young people, young men, young women, they are competing, you know. You can see how they have to use their strength. They're at the peak of their career. You look at them, you look at their agility. You look at their vibrancy. 
You know, you look at the things they can do. I mean, you look at them. We don't know if the Olympics will come, but if you've ever watched this competition where they lift weights, you look at them lifting those, some of them with diminished, you know, these smaller nyana, smaller nyana packages, you know, lifting all these big weights. You know, in, in African culture, we celebrate youthfulness. We celebrate it. And, and when we do our traditional dances, one of the ways is not only to go through the rhythms and to go through the, the, the procedure, but to also demonstrate and parade, if you would, the beauty of youth, the agility of youth, and the strength of youthfulness. You know, youth, youthfulness is beautiful. It's beautiful. I love looking at young people. I just love looking at them. They just look beautiful. They, oh, you, they don't look beautiful. And you look at them when they go through their dance moves, the way they can, they can twirl and turn their bodies. You know, there's these dance system chats, and some of them are getting right. Mara, there's these dance system chats. And you look at the way they can twirl. In African culture, when you see the young men, you know, you, you know that the young guy is showing the strength. How Because you are showing how strong you are. But youth is strength. God wants us to be youthful. God wants us to be strong in our faith, strong in our prayers, strong in our belief system. God doesn't want you to be a weak Christian who is just walking around and just dragging yourself around. Can I hear a good amen in the house? Listen what John says when he writes in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. He says, I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. Then he says, I have written to you, young men. Watch that. Because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. If there's one thing that youth must brandish is their strength. We've got to use our strength to stand against the enemy. God wants us to display the quality of youthfulness of being strong. Though we may get old and age, when it comes to our spiritual work, we must actually get stronger. What I found out, when it comes to the anointing, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to the power of the name of Jesus, when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to the things of God, we are moving from glory to glory. We are moving from strength to strength. That is why the Bible says the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter and brighter. I see your path shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Yeah. We may not run around and run around like we used to when we were young when we preach. But there's something in our voice and something in our spirit that is strong and powerful. Can I hear a good amen? Look at your neighbor and say, You're not saying amen enough. Look at your neighbor and say, Amen in Abraham. <laughs> Ephesians 6:10. Listen what Paul says. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. You shouldn't be getting weaker in your faith. I said you shouldn't be getting weaker in your faith. But Alana, this is not a time for us to be weaker in our faith. 
This is not a time for us to pray less. This is a time for us to pray more. This is not a time for us to read the Bible less. This is a time for us to read it more. This is a time for us to go to church more. This is a time for us to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. If you don't say hallelujah at the TV, people will say hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I remember, I didn't put this in my notes. And I don't know if you'll understand what I'm about to say. But I'm going to say it anyhow. Because I just, that I must say this. You know, when I went to Bible school in 1981, 82, well, I went from 1980, but when I went to Rema, 1981, 1982, there was a, there was a, a lecturer there, Kenneth Higgins, who, uh, of course, we used to watch the, you call them DVDs, Runani Ridibi said the videotape. We used to watch the video here high, and he would lecture. And you know what struck me about him? Maybe some of you may not get it, but it's okay. When he's, when he, you know, when he's preach, he would just talk. You don't get what God called He would talk. But after the lesson, it was like something had been downloaded in my spirit. Literally, it was like a weight, a weight had been transferred into my, but that eats physical eats, spiritual eats. Something, a weight, a download. And then I remember reading the Bible and I was shocked. That's the remark that people made about Jesus. When he preached, people remarked, he doesn't speak like the Pharisees. His words are with authority. His words have weight. Listen what Paul says when he writes to the people in Rome. He says, I have desired to come and see you and preach to you that I may impart. That I may impart a gift. And however, it's not it's not gift in terms of talent and whatever. No, it's, it's a matter of there's an impartation and a transfer of power and anointing as the word goes forth. Literally, Barcelona, there's a deposit. And when he writes further, he writes to the Corinthians. He says to them, so that he says, he says, he says, death is working in me, but life is working in you. He's saying, as I minister, I release life. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Then I realized, Barcelona, this word of God is substance. Even if you may not touch it, you may not smell it, you may not taste it, it is substance. It reminds me of what I was studying in the week. When I look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, it says, By faith, by faith, the worlds were created by the words of God. By faith, by faith. Not only it was done by faith, but faith was the material that God used to create the world. This world that you see here, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. The worlds were shaped. The worlds were molded by the words of God. By the words of God. So that things, things which do appear, 
Things that are were made of things that do not appear. So this that we are touching came out from something that doesn't appear. And that something that doesn't appear, it is the word of God. It is the word of God in your mouth. It is the word of God in your heart. It is the word of God in your prayer life. It is the word of God that you stand on. It is the word of God that you confess. It is the word of God that you speak. And the more you speak the word of God, the stronger you get. And when you speak and when you command, things move because the strength that comes from your inner man. Somebody say hallelujah in the house. Ah, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. People wonder why they make a mouth to banana its emotions. They don't understand there's something that hits you in here that brings life on the inside. On the inside of you. But then I can tell you, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I've moved away from my notes. I don't know why. But I is willingly in here. You see, when I started learning these principles in 1981 and 1982, I was working in sickness, disease. I was working in lack, fear. I was afraid of demon powers, afraid of all kinds of things. My vision was small. My vision was narrow. As I sat under the word, and the word was being preached, are you understand what I'm saying? As there was that download of the word of God, sermon after sermon, service after service, preaching after preaching, seminar after seminar, workshop after workshop. You see, when the word comes your way, when you hear words, words paint pictures. When you think, when we use a word, when I use a word, when I say dog, you don't think D-O-G. No, no, no. You, you, you see a picture. Ah, you, you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You see, a, you see a picture, a picture. Because words paint pictures. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, so no, this is what happens. As you sit under the preaching of the word, God takes the paint of his word. God takes the brush of the Holy Spirit. And he paints a picture of who you are on the canvas of your spirit. If you came in here and you had a picture of being a loser, as the word has been preached, God paints a picture of being more than a conqueror. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. And when that picture is painted, you begin to conceive vision. You begin to see yourself in line with the picture that God is painting on the canvas of your spirit. And that word makes you strong. Oh, Jesus. That's why you must listen to the word. That's why you must expose yourself to the word. That's why you've got to expose yourself to the word. The Bible says the entrance of God's word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. David says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. As I said there, listening to the word, sermon after sermon, service after service, preaching after preaching, seminar after seminar, the picture in here 
of who I am in Christ began to be painted. I began to see a different picture about me. I realized that I am not trodden down by the devil. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I began to realize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I began to realize greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I began to realize that God gives me triumph in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a good amen in the house? That's why God told Joshua this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. He says, for then you, you, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. He says, I write unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. It is this word that makes us strong. It is the word of God that makes us strong when it abides in us. It is the word of God that paints a different picture of ourselves. That's why some of you, you don't see yourself the way you used to see yourself. You see yourself as a different person. It is only God's word that's able to take you out of that mess. That is able to lift you out of that background. Everybody around you told you you are a nobody. But when you came to the word of God, God told you you are a somebody. God told you before I formed you, I knew you before you came out of your mother's womb i sanctified you god told you i have plans for you plans to do you good plans to show you a future and an expected end it's all because of the word it's all because of the word somebody give the lord a shot it's all because of the word come on give the lord a shot it's because of the word come on raise this roof it's the shot to the lord Come on, somebody shout to the Lord of Sabbath. Hallelujah. 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 All because of the word. All because of the word. The word will make you strong. I said the word will make you strong. It doesn't matter how weak you are, the word will make you strong. It doesn't matter what you've been through, the word will make you strong. It doesn't matter what you have come through, the word will make you strong. The word will lift you up, the word will sustain you. God upholds all things. God upholds all things. He supports all things. He balances all things by the word of his power. Let the word support you. Let the word support you. Come on, praying the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost falls upon you, falls upon you. Those of you at home on television, let the Holy Ghost come upon you. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you, you who's watching by way of television, on YouTube, Facebook, the church website, in the branches, everywhere. This is the power of the Spirit coming upon you, lifting you up from the mud clay, lifting you up from depression, lifting you up 
from the spirit of grief let God break those bonds let God break those chains in the name of Jesus allow him allow him allow him allow him hallelujah hallelujah allow God to break those chains so continue praying Bazalana. continue praying you can phone in right where you are you need to receive Christ as Savior and Lord phone in the people who are waiting to talk to you right now you can follow me in the prayer father I receive Christ right now in my life as Savior and Lord of my life come into my heart change me make me a child of God pray Bazalana, the cloud of the Holy Spirit is upon us Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. He's worthy. Thank you that you reign in our lives. And it's your word that lifts us up. We are strong. Because the word abides in us. And we exude strength. Power. Courage. We have youthfulness about us. And all because of your word. Help us Lord to yearn for your word. To long for your word. As the deer panted for the water brooks. Our soul should long for you. Your word is sweeter than honey. Your word is living waters. Your word is the bread of life. Your word is light. Your word is power. Your word is able to sustain us for men shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Once more, renew our hunger. Rekindle our desire. For your word, O oh God, to long and thirst for you. Rekindle our hearts again to long and thirst for your presence as we gather together. In Jesus' name, raise your hands to the Lord. And now, Lord, let the healing power of God move upon this place. Touch. Lives that are broken. Lives that have been affected. Bring back hopes that have been dashed. Dreams that have been broken. Visions that have been frustrated. Touch families that are in pain. Those who have no jobs. People who are looking at destruction. Let them know you are with them. Let the anointing of the presence of God, the spirit of the living God that cannot peace upon us, the presence of God that sits on us right now, let there be an impartation. Give answers to questions that are asked. Give hope to hopeless hearts. Give strategy and vision to those who need it. Give a plan, make a way, answer the questions that are there. Strengthen your people, I pray. Heal the sick bodies, drive out disease, take off powers of darkness, break the chains, remove the yokes, break the spirit of grief. 
Heal your people, God. Stretch out your hands. Let the healing balm come upon them now, I pray. We give you honor. We give you glory. Let your anointing fill your people now. In Jesus' name. And everybody who agreed with that prayer said, Why don't you give the Lord a very big and powerful hand of praise? Hallelujah. Come on now, give the Lord a hand of praise. Ah, yeah. Yeah.